This is Calvin Austin III, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined today by a special a, a special guest, but a guest that you know well uh, from here on the various shows. He's Cody Carpentier. You can find him on Twitter at Carpentier NFL. Trash Man had some kind of I don't see who knows with Trash Man <laughs> something trashy. He's like he, he's like he, he texts. He's like, hey, dude. Can you do the waiver wire show at like 9 30? I'm like, are you gonna even have the waiver wire cheat sheet to me to do quality control before before then? It's like, well, I I guess I probably could. <laughs> I'm just like this all sounds too cocky, maybe trash, man. We're gonna keep the show on during the same time. Uh call Cody and see if he can come on. Thankfully, Cody was able to join. So Cody, good to have you, brother. And look, I think that the first thing that we'll just say about this week on waivers. And if you guys have questions, you can load them into the chat, whatever. If you have questions about who to drop, stuff like that, we're going to address it after the um, after the show's over. But we should be able to kind of breeze through this one, Cody, because it's, it's not as big a week. There's not a Jerome Ford. There's not a Devon A-Chain. There's not a uh, – there, there aren't the Rams guys like in week two. It was like every week we've had really consequential pieces still available on the waiver wire. To me, this feels like a week where it's like trying to pound into everybody's head that there are players that – are still out there and you know 50 ish percent of um 50 ish percent of leagues who need to be owned and i know that you have short benches in a lot of these leagues i I play in certain leagues where i have you know five six bench spots it can be hard to be able to just stash these guys and wait but when you do so you're going to be on the you're going to be on the receiving end of you know good fortune when another one of these waiver claims becomes a really really big one and god forbid something happens to Derrick Henry, you know, and next thing you know, you're like, how did I, how did I, how, how was I listening to old Alex and Cody and then telling me just make sure you have Ty J Spears on your team. Yep. Make sure that you have guys like Roshan Johnson on your team. Um, you can see it on the cheat sheet that, um, that, uh, uh, that, that that's a good question. Minion Hunter. You can see on the cheat sheet that those guys just remain fixtures at the very top because they're guys who we want on our rosters. They're guys who we want to stash. And it, it, it makes it harder to go through and make these big, um, these big moves on waivers and constantly be like the trash man always says, recycling that, that, that nasty bottom part of your roster. Um, but it, it's at this, at this point, you know, if you're looking to make moves on the waiver wire this week, I think probably the what, what many are asking, he's asking about Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, of course, for the Denver Broncos, he becomes – he comes into – well, Cody, you'd say – I mean, you talked about it on one of your podcasts, I guess on your Patreon, that he said – you said a couple weeks ago that you went you, – you were telling people to go uh, scoop up uh, Jaleel McLaughlin – and you have them on a bunch of your rosters. It's kind of the stuff that we're talking about, but it's I guarantee you in Cody's leagues, those leagues, you know, he already has Roshan or Ty J or people have these guys. They have Kendra Miller. He would not be going and scooping up a Julio McLaughlin in that kind of situation. With that being said, this week on the waiver wire, uh, he'll be a he'll be a a popular ad because Javante Williams did have the hip injury. They're they're acting like it's not going to be as big a deal 
as you might generally think. What's your what you read on this and what you read on on McLaughlin? When like just quickly, it looks like he played thirty three percent of snaps uh, in that just that dog, you know what of a game versus um, versus uh, Chicago. Thirty three percent of snaps. You have three 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 targets, ten touches for one hundred and four yards and a touchdown. He looked good in the preseason. You know, he's an undrafted rookie who made the team. Um, what's going on, guys? We, we got Minion Hunter, Lifetime Longhorn, Mikey. Um, Minion Hunter again. Yeah, no, I understand what Minion Hunter is saying, and we're going to get to these questions. But first, Cody, what do you think about Julio McLaughlin? I think he's probably a guy that you can maybe spend 15% of your budget on because I'm not sure he's going to be a long-term answer for you. But maybe somebody I, – I don't even have the games memorized for this week yet. Denver – has a actually a decent decent matchup at home versus the New York Jets, who despite despite how much we love their draft and despite how good that defense looked on paper, they've actually been a pretty pretty darn good matchup for opposing running backs. I I, I like uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, but of course you always come to this cultivation that is now he's the number one guy on the list, right? Now it's like all right, everyone's going to go and going to be spending their fab on him, and people that are in trouble, they're going to be like, well, I got to put in you know twenty, twenty five, thirty percent, and you're going to be in trouble because you're going to be the one left without a McLaughlin. When that's why, like these type of players, especially a McLaughlin guy that's not of the ilk of Jerome Ford, who we knew at the start of the year was going to be like in that backup role. Um, Chuba Hubbard, you knew he was going to be that backup. Well, McLaughlin's kind of coming from nothing. He was an undrafted guy out of Youngstown. Like basically my theory on McLaughlin two weeks ago when I talked about it on Patreon was he's a four, five, one guy. He's 190 pounds. He was an upper 90th percentile college dominator. All things that are in line with this guy named Austin Eckler. I'm not saying he's Austin Eckler, but you do remember Denver a couple of years ago had this guy named Philip Lindsay who was pretty bursty, right? So we're not saying that McLaughlin's going to be this, this, this league killer or league winner, but what he can be is he can be a guy that you can play for a couple of weeks if the scenario was there because he's a lot more bursty than P. Ryan. He's had a, no, a nose for the end zone. He had three rushing in the preseason, one receiving in the in the preseason. He's had a rushing. Um, let's see, he's had a rushing touchdown so far the regular season and two receiving touchdowns. He's been getting in the games even whenever they've had all the guys healthy. I mean, you you, yeah. you look in there and like with Lifetime Longhorn saying, "Dude, Javante Williams is killing me." I guess it's time to go after yeah. Jalen McLaughlin. Like I I I, so, know, I know what it's like. I I have Javante Williams in one league, and it's it, it's an it's an important league where it feels like Javante is the I, I'm 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 undefeated in that one, but it feels like Javante is the one I'm always sweating. I'm just like, man, why is it? Why why is I mean, why is there so much of this like you know, it, it feels like a clown car, like some, some AJP run, and then all of a sudden you, and then all of a sudden you're like Jaleel McLaughlin. It's like so. I mean, he's he's been he's been on the minds of Javante Williams owners if they've been watching the games. You know, unfortunate enough to be watching these this garbage Denver Broncos product that you he's he's kind of he's kind of been a pain for you anyway. This so, is exactly what happened last year, though, with with J, with J.K. Dobbins, dude. This is exactly, and it wasn't exactly what happened because Dobbins was the knee flaring up, but with um. With Javante, it just moved up to his hip, and you've seen him have 42 yards, 44 yards. He hasn't done anything. You look at what Dobbins did last year. It was 41, 44, 23, 15. Then he's out, and he missed six games. Like this is it, – it's it's you, it, you can almost bet, you can almost guarantee it's coming from that knee injury. It's it's because he's – he's when you when you injure one side of the body, you kind of uh, – what they call it? you make up for it using the other side of the body type of situation, and then the injuries move on to their side of the body. But so – 
it's a hip injury. It's not the knee injury, but I do think that um, he probably wasn't 100% ready to come back, but that's what happens in the NFL. They force these guys back. So you have to utilize a guy like McLaughlin. They didn't add anybody else outside of P. Ryan. P. Ryan got a nice contract, but McLaughlin's the bursty guy. He's the, he's the guy in this backfield right now going forward, I would say. Would you would 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 you drop Gus Edwards for 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 Julio McLaughlin? Minion hunters asking. I think that Gus Edwards. I mean, clearly he's going to have better days. You he's going to have better days, but what are they? They're showing you exactly. They're showing you their hand in in uh, in, in Baltimore right now. They, like they don't care who the they don't care who the back is. The back is it's Gus. It can be Melvin. It can be Justice Hill when he comes back. It can be um, you know Keaton Mitchell when he comes like. It's they're just you know Lamar's got nine carries. It's it's just messy. I think Gus will have a couple games you know where Gus is Gus, where he averages, he standardly across his career's average like five point two yards per carry, which is ridiculous. But yes, he'll have a game with a touchdown or two. But as far as starting him on a consistent basis, that's going to be tough for me to, to to bite on. But also, you're comparing that against McLaughlin, who's got a bad football team. So, so so and here's so all right Cecil Lammy said that McLaughlin's worth 20 so this is this from I am Ions or Mint from Minion he said that Cecil, Cecil Lammy said that McLaughlin's worth 25% I think that's high but Cecil has literal keys to the stadium said he's been getting first team touches in practice the whole time not just recently I mean well look here here's the first thing about my guy Cecil who I, I don't do, want to who I, who I certainly who I certainly love um, he's a he's a great guy, known known him forever. I think I I first met Cecil at the Senior Bowl probably 13 years ago. Like he's a great dude. Um, does a good job covering the team. He hypes up Bron- Bron- Broncos players like no other beat writer there is because he also works at Football Guys and he wants to have the scoop for the guys at Football Guys. And it got everybody in trouble last week because he said, you know, like you said, he's, he has basic keys to the stadium and he and he goes out and he has the report that there has been a major, major role change for Marvin Mims. And so when I hear that there's a major role change for Marvin Mims and I see he's got, what, 8.22 yards per route run, I say, dude, if he's going to be running more routes, oh my God, we all we, we got to play Marvin Mims and DFS this week, especially against the bad Bears defense. And then all of a sudden, you look up, he plays the same damn number. It plays with like seventeen routes once again. His route participation rate didn't change one bit. So, I mean, with with Cecil, I think he's got, he's got good information. Clearly, he's got inside information. He gets he, he they. It, what, what's cool about Denver is they actually let these guys to certain practices. They just they can't talk about them uh, in, in in specific. But it's like he, he's telling on himself. He con- he he constantly um, and he's a great he, guy. This is not to I don't want anybody to send this clip to Cecil and say that they're backing on of you. Course. On the show. Um, of course, what I'm saying what I'm saying is like we have to think about these things from from his perspective, right? It's kind of I mean it's kind of like listening. Maybe it's like listening to. I hope this is, this is not like me, but maybe it's like you're always going to want to remember when I'm talking about NFL prospects that come from the University of Texas for the Longhorns. I'm going to have a bit of a different feel about them because. I interview them all the time. I know them. I've known them since they were recruits that, you know, I tend to generally like, like them as, as people, you know? And so it's like, it's just, just, those are things you got to remember about sort of the, 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 uh, the source there. And also the fact that he's a fantasy guy that covers the team and, you know, thinks a lot of fantasy thoughts. So I think 25 is too high. I, I yeah. mean, on, on Julian McLaughlin, I go, what I go 10, 15% of your original budget. I mean, I could go maybe up to I don't know, 15, 16 bucks if you're in de- if, if if you're in real need of a of a running back this week. Yeah. What if, what if, what if Javante's back this week? 
I think McLaughlin's still going to get his usage though. Like he's gotten, he's gotten some, he's gotten those pop opportunities the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think the, it's the classic term of the genies out of the bottle. Like he's already got 105 yards on 10 touches last week. Like he's got the burst. It's pretty apparent when you watch the football game that this guy's got the burst to get the job done. Yep. Uh, there's a, th- th- there's a couple questions here. Um, Okay, Mikey's asking, would you guys trade away Javante Williams and Waller for Gibbs? I think at this point I might. It feels like you're buying super, super low on Gibbs. I, yeah. th- I just, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to say about this wall. Like, I don't know what's up. What the hell? What, what is the, the, hell is what is the wall Giants? It's just, it's just, it's just uh, Jones, isn't it? That's what it is. I don't know. It's like it's, it's, it looks it's like so, it's so tilting. There's just so bad. And how could they be? Look, after looking so promising, it looked, it looked like good coaching last year with 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 Dable. It's it's. Um, I mean, I think I might do that. Just, I mean, at this point, if you have Javante Williams and you have, and you have Darren Waller, you've been underwhelmed by those guys all year. At 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 a certain time, it's like I always talk about this when I, like when I when I'm saying like 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 weather, right? It's like sometimes you just need a change in the overall pattern of stuff for things. Like sometimes you just need to shake up your team a little bit. I think adding a guy like Gibbs is sort of exciting and gives your team a different look, a different feel. It would free up and, a free up a roster spot to go. And everybody's out on him. Yeah, and everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, this is this is the same thing. This is you got to be out. He's not the he's not the talent that everyone thought he was. Everyone's on the A chain thing because everyone loves the fresh and new thing. But you got to remember back. You got to remember back how elite of a of a pass catching prospect Gibbs was. He's also was still a top fifteen pick. Like the, the time is coming for Gibbs. They just want him to be healthy for the stretch, and the stretch is something called the fantasy playoffs as well. So just uh, I, I can't say it enough. What happens when your roster bottom is not terrible? I need another trade cast. Well, well, Ben Hunter, you will you will you will get one. I believe on Wednesday on Wednesday it'll come out. Now, people who watch this on the YouTube feed, you guys are going to need to subscribe to the Roster Watch podcast feed to get that because Byron doesn't make a video element for that one. So it's just it, it's it's only on the podcast. So can we guilt him into doing that? What doing what? Put it in on the video. <laughs> guilt him into doing video. But it's be like Byron. You're the you're the one who's like we we have to put all discoverable content. He's a CEO. Like he's our CEO. You know, co-founder of the business. He's always like, we need to put all discoverable content on YouTube and make sure that it links up to all our socials and all this stuff. And then, like for his for his one content contribution during the week, he doesn't even put it up on YouTube. <laughs> it's just saying, we guilt him into doing it. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, lifetime Longhorn says, I have Hunter Henry. I drafted Ferguson, dropped him, and he's available. Go after Ferguson, commit Higby, or hold the line with Henry at tight end. I got dude. I kind of like what I've seen out of Ferguson. I've I've kind of picked him up, and I've just been playing him. It, it, yeah. it hadn't been too bad. Um, I don't know how you feel about him vis-a-vis Hunter Henry at this point. Cole Komet's not going to. He's not going to play Denver every week. That's the number he's one matchup yeah. for opposing tight ends. Um, Higby's been banged up. Uh, to me, it would be Ferguson or Ferguson or Henry. Do you have a do you have a distinct opinion there moving forward? No. Rest of we knew we knew what this role was. We knew he was going to get targets in this role. It was the same thing Schultz got down the stretch last year. I can't remember what the number was, but he had like something like seven, what is it, seven, six or seven uh, tight end one weeks out of the last ten weeks in Dallas did Schultz. And so like this Ferguson opportunity is there. Seven targets week one, seven and three, seven in week four. This is what are we doing? Like this is the guy that's getting the targets and you got to chase targets to tight end. That's just point blank. Uh, also Noah Fant, I think is a guy that uh, going into last night, even the last two weeks, he had 40 yards. And then last week he breaks off that big, long reception. So he's also an interesting guy, but Ferguson's definitely top of the line as far as that goes for targets. 
Uh, so we have this question about God. I God, I hate this. Evan Harrison. I don't hate you, Evan. I just I hate these kinds of questions. Thoughts on a trade? Dubs for Pittman. Well, for one, you take Pittman. Um, secondly, why why do people make these trades? Like this Side, is sideways this trades. Isn't a, this isn't a good way to you know what, what build a team. You, Evan Harrison, you should listen to the to the trade cast. This is this is this is. I forget the name that Byron has for these sort of trades, the p- position for position um, trades, where it's like somebody's going to end up winning and somebody's going to end up losing and being the sucker in this whole thing. You yeah. know, it, in, in, in Dynasty, it's different, right? In, in Dynasty, it's different because in Dynasty, you could have a win now team and you could say, like, all right, well, I'm going to trade one of my young guys, but I'm going to go out and get Tyreek Hill, you know, um, it, because I want to win this year, you know, and, and, yep, and then yep. you can and you can trade the younger kind of up and coming guy to one of your teams that's re- rebuilding. Well, in redraft, you all just have this 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 one year. So in redraft, you're just making your bet on which side of this trade is going to win. That's I, it's fine in theory. It's fun. But lateral trade. You're right. That's that's what Byron calls them. Um the, it, it's fine in theory and it's fun, but you're not, if you go around looking for those kinds of trades, we're proposing those kinds of trades. You're, you're not going to be as, as a success, successful trader because the most successful traders always go to everybody else's roster and just look at that roster and say, what can like, if I'm sitting down and this is my roster, what would I look at this and say that I'm not really comfortable with or something that I like, I'd like to improve. And then what on my team can maybe help them while also bringing me something in return that will help me. And that's how you craft a trade. You don't craft a trade by just saying, "All right, hey man, I'll get." I'll, I mean, it's like you're trading a football card. Yeah, you know, you 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 craft a trade to 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 that's ultimately you you want to win the trade, but you want to but but you want to help help your team in doing so, and you want to address. Um, it's like at the end of this thing, you still just have a you still just have one. It's just one more receiver. The, like the makeup of, of your team hasn't ha- hasn't changed. So. Uh, that's the way I see that. But I mean, if I was doing this, the old prefer football or lateral trade, I would, I would prefer Pittman for sure. Yeah. Um, let's say, uh, um, guys, do I trade Walker and Pittman for Lamb and Mixon? No. I have Jay Tay, Jay Tay coming back because <laughs> Jonathan Taylor and, uh, and ETN Walker. I, I want, yeah, Mixon. I'm just, I'm starting, I'm starting to get spooked on Mixon, man. Yeah, like so. And, I'm and Lamb's a dog, but dude, Walker, Walker's got that spot so locked in, it's not even, it's, it's sick. And Pittman, he had one down week. He's had ten plus targets each of the last three weeks, and then this week he has five targets in this weird matchup against the Rams when they came back. And he only had one catch, but there was also one play where uh, Matt Waldman had a great little thread of three straight Colts plays of, of of throws by Anthony Richardson, and one of them was a disgusting, disgusting downfield kind of cross body laser. Yeah. And Pittman, it was a back shoulder throw to Pittman that he just he just couldn't get off the cornerback in time. The yeah, but he put that him. in a beautiful spot. Oh, oh, no penalty, right perfect. Hand. Yeah, should have been a touchdown. Should have been a two for fifty-five day for a touchdown with Pittman, and and that's going to be the, that's a bad day for Pittman. What happened yesterday or on Sunday? So I, I you can't sell on Pittman in my opinion. And yeah, Captain Joking says huge fan of the stream. Already, that, thank thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, you guys, man, I I never asked for this, but could you because you like the video, please just 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 click, just click that you like it. It's it, it's 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 free to do. It takes two seconds. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, should I trade CD Lamb and Jalen Hurts for CD Lamb and D Swift? 
I'm not sure. Is this some kind of inception trade you got going on? <laughs> Multiple <laughs> copy league. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like you, you get both, both you got the, the you got the two CD league. Trade trade Javante and Evan Ingram for Jerome Ford. I have Sam Laporta. That's Evan Ingram, just, man. That's a uh, that's a hard one. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about trading for Jerome Ford right now going going into the bye week? I mean, it's kind of helpful going into the bye week because he did get a little bit banged up in that last game. He he didn't he didn't look like he was hurt bad, but I I could tell he was kind of banged up. Yeah, and and you saw a little bit out of um Peter Strong, which was kind of weird apropos to having Kareem Hunt on the roster who looked inefficient, not good. Well, Kareem um, but, but Kareem Hunt was like he didn't practice all week. Did, was was Kareem Hunt active for the game? I didn't yeah, he played five carries for twelve yards. Like it just okay. wasn't. It was. It was. So, but it was a second, technically a second. Like he was inactive last week, and then he had the whole week in the building this week. Yeah, so, yeah. But he, but he already popped up with a groin and all kinds of like, yeah. groin, all this stuff. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I think I think you you know Ford's definitely a guy I want to get. Javante. The thing is, we talked about McLaughlin a minute ago. We also compared the Javante situation because it's a similar surgery to J.K. Dobbins of last year. Like I think there's still a world where you know Javante, even if he's out for you know three, four, five weeks, hopefully you get like an out tag that you can put him on your bench on your IR. And I would just hold on to Javante. I, I kind of like doing that more so than I'm I don't not know. sure. I'm not. I, it, it feels like a. a I love Laporta, but also like the, Ingram's yep. right behind him in the total. It, you got two stud tight ends. Yep, and I just I feel like dude, it, that's the it's 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 too much to give up for Jerome Ford. I I don't mind Ford moving forward, but you know if you're gonna sell Javante, man, if at all possible, please just wait until he go. Like he's yeah. he's gonna have a game where he where he scores two touchdowns, and you can just yeah. wait until then. Um, all right, so. Um, Mixon's going to score three touchdowns this week. <laughs> consolidation trades, if at all, always consolidation, man. The only time that you're liquidating it is if you're losing. Um, hey, man, should I uh, thank you guys for all the all the questions? Uh, yes. Um, hey, man, should I drop Dak for CJ Stroud or Jordan Love? I think. Oh God, I hate to say it, but I'd probably drop him for CJ Stroud right now. Stroud's yeah. just Stroud's yeah. just. I don't know. He's he's going God mode. It's it's hard to really say much else. Uh, an, an, another lateral deal, CD for Jamar straight up. I wouldn't do it right now. I know it feels like an ultimate buy low kind of thing, but I'm I'm legit. I'm legit um, worried about Burrow. Yeah, after this last week versus Tennessee, he like that whole offense just looks dysfunctional. He looks angry. It could be like it was in week three, wherever he has the the. Um, the squeaky wheel kind of game where he's just like, give me the ball, whatever you got to do, give me the ball, give me the ball. But it just feels like, man, there's getting more, there, dude, there, there's, there's getting to more beat to me more and more talk with people just saying like, dude, this team keeps losing. They're not going any, anywhere this year. Just sit Burrow until he's healthy. Just sit him until he's healthy. Um, they, they already have, if you look at his, the historical data based on what their current record is right now, they say only like what to get to the playoffs, like 18% of the time when, when you start out with the record that they have. So they're not making the playoffs, are they? I don't think so. I just, I just, I mean, I just, I've, I've even, I've even forgotten. They're, they're, I mean, dude, they're backup J- J- Browning. Browning, yeah, Jake Browning from from Washington. Dude, he was in Minnesota for a couple. You years want like no that. part of anything where it could be just a fifteen percent chance that you have Browning slinging the slinging the rock, <laughs> distributing the pill to your boy Jamar Chase. I'm just, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't see a need to do it right now. Also, it's an, it's, it, it's an idiotic lateral trade. Yep. Um, 
Okay, thoughts on this blockbuster ten man non PPR? I give. I I I you're I, not giving CMC anything. I, no, that's all I need to see. No, um, you're not big giving. Oh, Terry Snowman, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, my friend. Golly. Um, let's see. Someone just offered me Waddle for James Cook. Is it good? My wide receivers are Cup, Olave, and Dell. My running backs are CMC, Canine, dude. Um, that's a good team, and I think it's a well balanced roster. If you have Cup, Olave, Tank, Dell. You're about to get Cooper Cup back, but you got sure. you got you got to keep Cook though. Yeah, you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel okay. like you're it's good and balanced. Why are you going to get yourself un, unbalanced? I, I I'm not sure that I I'm not sure that I take that. Um, okay, uh, Minion are saying he's convinced that Burrow has a partial Achilles tear. <laughs> I, I I I think Minion's some kind of doctor, or at least he's a neuroscientist or something. Maybe he would know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. He's he's saying that you could play until it tears or get season-ending surgery. It's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, I I feel like for me, I I just I, I always trust Dr. David Chow. What Dr. David Chow says is he, he could fix this thing up with, but it, it's it's going to take six six weeks off. So Jamar Chase was right, dude. He's like, this dude needs to sit out till week five. That's what he said. Remember preseason? He goes, this dude needs to sit up till week five. We'll be just fine. And look at him now; they're in the same exact spot they probably would have been in. Yeah, if they would have just ruled with what they had. Well, we've talked about a bunch of running backs. What about the wide receivers? You said that you didn't want to get Jamison Williams up too high. I can, I can sort of understand why. I think that he's a, he's a decent stash right now, though. He certainly would, in theory, complement uh, what the, what what they have going on there with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Laporta with a vertical element that they're just that Josh Reynolds just he's he he ain't it. Marvin Jones isn't either. Um, Jameson Williams, the first round borderline top, or was he a top 10 pick? He was a top 14 pick, if not. Um, they're going to they're gonna use him. So if he's out there, I, I mean, the upside, for, it's, just, it's just for me, the upside for him, whenever I think about that versus like Tyler Boyd in the same nightmare Bengal situation that we're talking about, like I'm, 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 I'm picking up Jameson Williams. I'm just, I'm going to put him on the end of my bench and see, and see what happens. Um, of course, I'm not paying up for him. That's my big thing. I'm not paying up for Jamison because, like, Campbell told us right there. Campbell's, you know, like, Dion is like the most transparent coach we've seen in the last forever, almost right, as far as how players are playing, all this stuff. But Dan Campbell's like getting up there in that where he's just like point blank. He's like, well, you can't play sixty plays. We're not going to do that. And he also just needs to get better at the little things every single day. Like he's just like, hey, he knows what he needs to do. The thing is, is if Jamison's going to do it because it's been like two, you know two or three strikes now of him doing the wrong things, and can it can it be that he has a big catch you know his first week back? Sure, but I think it's I just don't want to make him the first priority at, at wide receiver when and you know I don't like Romeo Dobbs, but the targets are there for Dobbs right now. Michael Wilson showed it. Like there's a number of guys that I think you need to prioritize over a Jamison who. We know in that offense, right, it's Montgomery getting a bulk of the carries, most of them. Gibbs, they want to use as a weapon. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, and this guy named Sam Laporta who just happened to be tight end too. Like it's it's very tightened, right? Khalif Raymond's been a guy. It's Khalif Raymond or Reynolds as that extra guy getting targets. In a real in, in the ideal world, Jamison takes over all of those targets, right? And it just it's funnels even tighter. But I just want to – he hasn't proven to us that he can do that. Right? He hasn't proven to us that he can stay healthy. He hasn't proven to us that he can make the right plays and stay on the field. That's that's why I'm really worried about Jamison. But, of, of course, we love the talent. And in, in, in the most ideal world, this offense is to the moon if he hits. Yeah. Uh, I think Quentin Johnson still fine to go after, even though it was just a pathetic – what was he, a 15% snap participant last week? Um, 
just, I mean, Joshua Palmer is clearly running so far ahead of him, but even Joshua Palmer is only getting in on about 50% of snaps, even with, um, let's see, what, 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 what was it last week? It, it, even, it, 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 it can't have been 15. What, what was it? Why did I remember? 15 what? Was it 15? Was it the routes or something like that? What was his snap percentage? Well, Palmer, Palmer had eight targets, but he only had two for fifth, two for 20. So, all right. So Quentin Johnston, I was looking at the okay. So Quentin Johnson week four. I'm 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 sorry. I'm dyslexic. It's fifty one. So fifty one. So it definitely definitely went up. But man, here's the here's the thing. It's like if you look at guys like you realize out snap Keenan though. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did, and, and he looked good on that final catch. That big final. That made yeah, the day for him. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 wasn't doing anything until and, and, until he caught that one. He did have eight eight targets, only only three catches, and that one was like a what one of them accounted for fifty four yards. That I last all the game fifty one. Yeah, right. I think I think that I think that Quentin. But I mean, Josh Palmer is now not available, and you know, it's like he's yep. like he's like sixty five percent owned. But um, but I do think Quentin Johnston's fine. Not fifteen percent targets or fifteen percent snaps. Fifty one percent of snaps. And we could see less two tight end sets if uh, Donald Parham Jr. does you know miss any time. I haven't heard the update on him. Have, have you heard the update on Parham Jr. Whether that's going to be significant? I thought we just saw something earlier. I got to uh, let me look here. Suffered sprained wrist may return for Week Six. Okay, so uh, oh that's right, they're coming into their bye. So we finally get Austin Eckler back. And that's always good news. All right, so man, that's the that's the waivers this week. If you guys have questions about who to drop, let me know. Um, Cody, I've, li- I've I've made this list here of people who others have asked about. So okay. you just tell me if you can drop them, okay? All right. Luke Musgrave. No. Clyde Edwards Elaire. Yes. Evan Hull. Yes, he's on IR. Yeah, but he, I mean, once he comes back, well, I mean. Taylor. Guess, Taylor. This is Taylor. Taylor's going to own this. I talked about this on top 10 thoughts yesterday. This, this offensive line has been dominant with Zach Moss. Zach Moss has the same stat line that Taylor did the first three weeks of last year. When Taylor comes back, this offensive line is better than it was last year. Taylor's going to absolutely destroy if he stays in Indianapolis. Drop Josh Downs and or Rashi Rice for Jamison Williams and or Deontay Johnson on waivers. Um, drop Josh Downs and and grab Deontay, keep Rice, and leave Jamison. <laughs> you hate Jamison Williams. Uh, all right, uh, Zay Zay Jones. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's Kirk or Ridley, and then Evan Ingram's just the most consistent piece in this offense. Juju Smith Schuster got him. Elijah Mitchell got him. Antonio Gibson. Got him. Dalvin Cook. That one hurt. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he's one of the he's the epitome of a washed up running back, sadly. Rondale Moore. Hold. DJ Chark. Hold for one more week. I, Terrace Marshall. Hold for one more week. Hold for one more week because Terrace Marshall, if if he can double down on this 10 targets and he can he, he can give you seven or eight more this week. You you gotta you gotta trust that, and then you can move on next week. But I'm just holding one more week for sure. Rashad Bateman, gone. This is the toughest one. You got the Chargers going into their bye. Whenever they come back out of their bye, 
Austin Eckler is coming back. And somebody wants to know if they can pick up Jaleel McLaughlin for needing a win right now, but they need to drop Josh Kelly. You got to do it. You got to drop him. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.